Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. She loves her rodeo man, turns him every way but loose. Washes out all his Levi's and shines his cowboy boots. Watches him each Saturday, biting the dust again. Takes him home, puts him to bed, and rubs him with liniment. She's sweeter than grapes growing out in California. Softer than fuzz on a sweet Georgia peach. Watch you going down like a 22 year old brandy. When she loves me alone, she's fine, fine as wine. Laying in the backseat with sugar at the wheel. Broken bones from my last ride is all my head can feel. Sugar sure gets tired, Lord. Of all this horse manure But I'll never find another gal Who's sweeter or who's truer She's sweeter than grapes Growing out in California Softer than fuzz On the sweetest Georgia peach Weren't you going down Like a 22 year old brandy and when she loves me alone, she's fine, fine as wine. She's sweeter than grapes growing out in California. Softer than fuzz on the sweetest Georgia peach. Watch you going down like a 22-year-old brandy. And when she loves me alone, she's fine, fine as wine. She's sweeter than You know, your first song's fine as Walker in nineteen seventy four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a hoot getting that one. That's one of me and Eddie Rabbit's first songs we wrote, one of the very first and uh song we played it a lot just for the fun of it, you know, in the house and <laughs> just in the when we were right. We liked that song a lot. If I remember correctly, uh, Stonewall Jackson also cut it. There's a funny coordinate. He uh, he asked us to come to the studio to when he recorded it, which was pretty common then in those days. It's not now, but it was pretty common then. And uh, you have to have a certain attitude to pull that off because having people in the studio can be annoying to somebody, you know. And you, so 
So you kind of get it to say anything or give any suggestions unless you're asked if you're in the studio with an artist, right? But so uh, Stonewall was a, you know, he is countryer than water, that guy. You know, when when he first went to the Opry, they gave kind of had a, a B.O. problem, I guess, and they gave him a can of Right Guard, and he sprayed it clothes. <laughs> he was, that's country. He didn't know that you're supposed to put it on first. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and he was a very nice fella, just just down to earth and very nice. And uh, he cut that song, and he invited us to come to the opera. He was going to debut it on the opera. And my, and my men mentor, Jim, he actually was uh, the sound in, uh, consultant for the Opry at that time. So I went out the Opry a lot with him, and he would consult, you know, and as they recorded it and, and listened to it and sent it out over the airways, you know, with the engine. Stonewall walked out to do a song, and we went, that's not, that's not Stonewall. He's got long, bushy hair like a... You know, and he had, like, his hair broke cream back, you know. He was a very country guy. And then we realized... Trying to be hip because he had hung out with me and Eddie. We had real long hair at the time, you know. <laughs> he was copying your haircut. Yeah, hip, you know. And he came out on the Opry that way. And and the engineers were like, "Oh gosh, that was a, that, that was wonderful." Backing up, you know, and just going, "Oh my gosh!" And he did that. And I guess uh, that's the last time he did it. <laughs> did back down, and that was it. He just washed it and put it in a beetle cut look, you know. So we were cracking up in the thing. We were. Stonewall, <laughs> that's crazy. So anyway, but anyway, he cut the song and and uh, and I uh, see there was a, a rodeo guy that cut that. Oh, oh, a big one, the guy that Garth uh, wrote a whole album about. I think it was a rodeo guy that cut that song too. So it got cut quite a few times. Didn't you have like Bobby Bear do one of your songs? He did a few of my songs. He did Crazy in Love, uh -huh. and he also did. Um, he had a single on us. Uh, too Many Nights Alone, that uh, Shel Silverstein and I wrote together. I knew Bobby f through Shel in the music business, Bobby Bear. But let's I, talk about both of them. Okay. Uh, All right. And your, your Bobby Bear. And, and Well, as uh, I don't know if you know this, but I met Shel because he was hitchhiking on music. I was driving my, I had a big blazer at the time, and I was driving down Music Row, and I recognized him from of him, you know, and I stopped, and I said, Shell, he says, yeah, he looked at me, yeah, I said, uh, you want to ride, because he never drove, and that's a long story in itself, but do you want to ride over for a few seconds, he goes, yeah, and he got in, and we wrote five songs that day, recorded by major artists, and uh, we just became friends, just, what kinda, are the other two songs, was recorded. Well, Danger of the Stranger was one of them. That was the fourth one? Yeah, it was one of them. That was recorded. I, I don't remember. Uh, California, one of them, which was a Hillary Cantor Christmas song that we and other people have recorded that. But I just hit it off right away. So the point. first day you meet Shel Silverstein, you're writing a Christmas song. We wrote, yeah, we wrote five songs that day. One of them is a Christmas song. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs, too, actually. But he was just a, he's the most creative person I ever met in my life. He just, he, he lived in TV. He didn't go to movies. His only other hobby was women. 
And that was off and on because he was very creative. He was always writing something. There's so many things about his people don't even know about. He wrote plays with uh, David Mamet. He, uh, he did all kinds of things. And besides his children's the third largest and children book. Playboy cartoonist was yeah. when you, at this time period when you met him, yeah. that's what he yeah. was. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was the, the first thing in his bio, you know, Shel Silverstein, Playboy yeah. cartoonist. Yeah. The perfect uh, songwriter's life. He had a, a funky apartment in Greenwich Village. He had a house in a uh, little cottage. He had a, two houses down in Key West next to each other. And uh, he had uh, his own rooms at the Playboy Mansion because he, he started with Playboy, you know, and he was Welcome with Hef in the mansion. Yeah, so where the weather... And he just locked up the other ones and so he just roamed around, you know, and came to Nashville a lot. So he was really a vagabond songwriter, just a... And just a sweet guy. He kind of looked like the... with the bald head and all that and uh, the beard and everything. He, he had that kind of look, but he was the sweetest person... 